Hi, everyone. Welcome to Cannabis Tech Talks, your weekly source for news and insights at the intersection of cannabis and technology. Shout out to our title sponsor, PolyScience, for supporting this podcast and helping us bring you the latest developments in this exciting field. I'm Patricia Miller, Executive Editor with Cannabis and Tech Today. Joining me today is the multi-talented actor and cannabis cultivator, Jim Belushi. We're chatting about global cannabis policy, cultivation tech, and brand expansion in this special episode. So I watched the um, the new season, uh, season three of Growing Belushi. I just watched the Albania episode um, this weekend. And God, it looks like you guys are having fun and getting to explore some really cool, cool parts of the world. Yeah, that that episode was actually a two episode arc. Yeah. And they they brought it down to one. So there's another 40 minutes of Albania. That is so fantastic. So you deal with the industry again. You know, there's greater than the industry. (laughs) <laughs> so we had to cut it down but on youtube i put out both both episodes oh okay great yeah yeah you should check it out it's very good emotional it's funny it's informative and we do a lot of stuff in uh, lazarot where the uh, legal grow was that was supplying most of the eu they were getting like five billion dollars out of that place so very wow. interesting the story there about the war that happened there and with the government and anyway it's cool yeah i'd love to check that out i i'm curious what have you been hearing from viewers as far as like you know what do you think they find most surprising about about the series and the places it takes you <laughs> literally on the way back to my room but the bartender here for the juices. Hey, man, I saw your show, man. And I said, uh, what, what made you pick it? Because it's on Max now, right? You have a lot of different choices. What made you pick it? And he goes, I was right in the middle. <laughs> and the most reaction I get is it's funny. Yeah. People want to laugh, you know. So we try to sneak in, uh, you know, purpose, medicine, greater good within the comedy, you know, because people want to laugh. You know? Yeah. My, I think cousin and I, my cousin and I got a good thing going. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, how well Chris has taken to the camera. He seems really graceful on there. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. That's the beauty of it. He's a natural and doesn't even know it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like Walter Matthau. <laughs> well, what have you found uh, most rewarding about getting to share the, the series with people? You know, there's a lot of people out there that are still very ignorant about cannabis. I mean, people that are intelligent people, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Just don't know anything about it. I mean, where do I get it? Well, it's called a dispensary. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, it goes that far. So the most rewarding thing is bringing on, on new consumers and their curiosity. And I think it gives them a little confidence. I mean, that's the whole purpose is to bring confidence to cannabis, right? So um, I think that's the most rewarding thing is seeing people be educated a little bit, yeah. bringing our confidence up to take a shot at it. You know? Yeah, it's cool. I was reading some of people's reactions online and my favorite part was when people were like, oh, you know, I didn't realize that's how it was done or, you know, that's what it looks like to grow something commercially, you know, um, it's just cool to see people who really have no idea what it's like. They feel like they've got, you know, an entry point. And especially with streaming services, like you mentioned, you're on Max now. Uh, does, I think Prime Video also carries you Discovery Plus. Um, so people have got all these different ways to access the show. And kind of they can do it discreetly on their own time when it's okay for them to feel like they can explore <laughs> that. I think that's cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's super cool. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's nice because it continues to live. You know, Discovery was a pretty limited platform. Uh, we're, we're finding that a lot of people uh, don't even have cable anymore. Yeah. So, and Discovery is purely cable. So now that it's on Max, it's great. Anybody, anybody can get it. Yeah, I think that's great. It just gives people an entry point and they feel like, you know, it's okay to be curious and check it out. And what better yeah. way to laugh and connect with someone that you're familiar with already and, and get into that space. Check it out. Yeah, and the show is not, you know, there's no, it's not about stoners. Right. You know, it's not about... Nobody's getting high on my show. You know, it's not <laughs> like we're we're sitting around smoking grass, you know. It's really about the industry. It's about the struggle in the industry. And it's about the medicine. And, you know, you can't make a lot of claims on TV. They cut a lot of stuff out where we were talking about how it helps people. Huh. Discovery was like, well, we don't want to get a lawsuit, you know. Okay. You said that, oh, this is really good for seizures. You know, you got to word it right. They say it helps with seizures. You know, you got to, you know. I mean, we uh, last season we did a whole section on making RSO. Oh, yeah. And we had to cut out the special ingredient. You know, and we couldn't claim that it really helped with cancer because it, 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 I think they ended up cutting the whole thing, you know. Wow. Yeah. It was a great little section. But again, those kinds of things I've saved and put them on YouTube. I said, look, there's so much material that we shot that the parameters of discovery wouldn't allow. But on YouTube, you can put it up. So I'm starting kind of a YouTube channel, you know, with the extra episodes, with extra scenes that were cut out. So trying to get it out there, trying to get the message out there, you know. Good. Yeah, I'd hate to think that so much of that cool educational part would be cut, but I understand we run into that as well, how you can say things and on what platform and 
yeah, yeah. what gets censored, even if it's like they don't tell you it's censored, it's censored. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, what happened to that? I'm watching it on TV. I'm going, I didn't, they didn't even tell me they took that out. What the? <laughs> well, so. Letters yeah. from lawyers, you know. And, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's networking, you know, they. Look, we were lucky because we we're really the only cannabis show out there. Nobody, when we sold the show, nobody would pick it up except Discovery. And it was like, hey, dig your balls, man. Great. And it was great. So I'm grateful to them. Yeah, I love it. I think it yeah. it makes it more approachable. And some of the other shows I've seen that maybe touch on cannabis where it's like a cooking show or whatever. Um, I feel like they kind of miss the, miss the mark a little bit. So I appreciate getting to see some of the industry side uh, of it on, on TV where like a yeah. totally unexposed audience can kind of get a taste of it. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's the testing and how intense the testing is, you know, and making sure that it's cleaning. It's so important. Right. Mm-hmm. And in the uh, the Albania episode, you know, I was I was researching. So Albania <laughs> still hasn't hasn't legalized it, but do you think it's likely that they're that they're going to? I mean, you well, you're familiar with it? Well, you know, I know the prime minister. You know, I've known him for years. I mean, it's not like we're best friends or anything, but I I, I know him. I've spent many many hours with him. He is really. He is a great leader for that country. Uh, I like him very much in what he's done. I mean, Albania was, you know, in the dark ages, and he's brought it up to it's a very cosmopolitan city now. They're building hotels. The food is fantastic. I mean, fantastic. It was like, why would I go to Italy? Look at this. The hotels are nice. Uh, the pricing is reasonable there. For They have Tourism is just jumping because, of, you know, young people come from like Italy or Austria or Germany just for the weekend because the tickets are inexpensive. The food is, they have clubs. It's just a very sophisticated growth process that he's doing. And he believes, you know, there's this place called Lazarus that was growing a legal market and they were, it was a whole village, 700 people. And, uh, you know, they, they weren't bad people, but the bad people forced them. You know, they gave the price they wanted to give them, but it was a business for that community. It was a custom, and they loved the plant. Anyway, there was a three-day battle. The prime minister sent, sent the army and police and shut it down. Wow. And uh, it's actually an area that I'm looking at to start our growth if it becomes legal. He okayed it. Well, he started very slow, starting with trying to get medical uh, export first. And then slowly, as the Albanians move forward, get a medical license and one day recreational. But they're also trying to get into the EU 
So I don't know how welcoming the EU is at this point to pass that law. So I think he's walking a thin line to get it legalized for export. So that's a little hiccup right now. Yeah. But we'll, he'll get it. I mean, he he took a survey of the country and it was like 73% of the people thought it was a good idea. Wow. That's awesome. So, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it, it seems like it'd be a great place to grow, you know, based on what you guys discussed, at least in the episode. So I think that'd be an exciting option. And I know, um, internationally there's there's a lot of big changes happening germany's looking at at legalization um you're speaking at the international cannabis business conference later this yeah. month yeah uh, how are you seeing sort of international perceptions change uh, around cannabis slow yeah you know uh we shot something i went and spoke at a school and young Young people, I mean, you know, at school, college age. And I couldn't believe the blowback I got from these young people about cannabis. I mean, they were saying things that were said in the United States in the 60s, you know. I mean, really? Oh, it leads to harder drugs, and you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Are you talking about what your parents are talking about? Or are you really, I was shocked. And there is a prevailing sentiment that still, you know, is, is present in that, in that side of the world about cannabis. You know? So the more we do, the more TV shows we do, the more press we do, the more, you know, people getting, it, it's, it's bringing it, it's floating it up, but it, it, it's, I think it's just, I think it's still slow. Yeah. Yeah. And people like Germany, you know, their, their pay rates, their labor is so expensive that to produce marijuana, to produce cannabis, they're better off importing it. Hmm. And, uh, so we'll see how that goes. But that would be one of our major exports if we did grow in Albania is Germany. You know, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, you know, Spain is friendly to it. England's not, you know. Mm -hmm. France, you know. Amsterdam's getting cool. And Denmark. And Italy is, you know, you know, it's taking time. It's going to take time. Yeah, it's a real patchwork right now. Yeah. But then there's Macedonia and Greece and producing, you know, terrific amounts of cannabis, but not very good. Hmm. You know. Why do you Albania think that is? actually known for their, that grow, that Lazarus site was known for their quality. And then I met with the villagers, and I could see why, because they were really, they really cared for this plant. They weren't just like, oh, it's produced for this Russian, you know, organized crime. They 
they took pride in their farmers, you know, their agriculturists, and they took pride in it. So a, a hurdle was pretty good. Hmm. That's cool. Well, um, well, so speaking of taking pride in, in a grow, um, yeah, I visited your farm in, I think it was 2019, and it was super gorgeous. Um, have you have you implemented more technology into the farm or any automation since, since I visited? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the second season covers a lot of what we did. We took down the, uh, <clears throat> the girl houses, you know, the hoops. Yeah. And basically built four greenhouses. And during the second season, we show us, building two state-of-the-art grow houses and we had great sponsors that brought in lights we had total grow control with the with the uh the the sensors that you know told us all the humidification lights moved the lights up and down as the clouds came you know we had uh great dehumidifiers coming in uh you know use advanced nutrients which really helped dual draft we, we you know we we literally went to the vegas and started grabbing stuff and this season we do it even more because we took over growing illinois and you know this building was five seven years old and boy did it need upgrade yeah so we brought in rad source we brought in different lighting companies we brought in uh Nick and Eden Water out of Vegas to give us uh, the uh, the fertigation system, which unbelievable new system. I mean, it's like a Ferrari, you know, it's beautiful. Uh, but you know, we still have trouble with the HVAC. We got a bunch of AM and dehumidifiers, which balanced everything out of those rooms. Some of those rooms didn't have the humidifiers, and it was like, how are you growing without dehumidifiers? <laughs> So, you know, it was pretty old school. So we upgraded that. We're doing a lot of, uh, again, Andin, Eden Water, Total Grow Control. Um, what else we got? Dual Draft. Uh, Rad Source, which is helping with uh, helping uh, make sure everything is out of that plant. We're going to take a quick break to pay the bills. When we get back, we'll have more from Jim Belushi. Every cultivator knows that facility design can make or break your grow. So why not choose the team with over 16 years of experience in the industry? Cerna Cultivation Technologies provides floor plan and architectural services, comprehensive HVACD equipment, lighting, and benching, and so much more, all within your budget. It's time to grow your way. Go to Cerna.com, that's S-U-R-N-A.com, to learn more. We automated our uh, packaging because we're, you know, we're licensed in, I think, 14 states now. Wow. Blue's Brothers and Blue Sheets Farm, yeah. So, uh, Gold Leaf out of uh, Birmingham, Alabama, it's got this great state-of-the-art facility where they can make everything all the packaging and ship it they have portals like if, if you were growing 
in New Mexico. You can go online, get the portal, and tell them what you have. You know, they have all the state compliance, and you can order right from there, and it's shipped. It's it's crazy. It's crazy cool. What's been the biggest um, change for you going from one state to 14? You gotta, you gotta stay out of. You know, you gotta make sure they're they're keeping their grows clean. Everybody I partnered up with, we we've had we had choices in every state of different growers, and I, you know, I literally have to go down there and check it out, make sure their context is right. That they're on the medicine trail and not just on the money trail. Yeah. Make sure their standard operating procedures are similar to ours. Checking out their equipment, making sure they have dehumidifier. <laughs> uh, checking out their grow, you know, checking out how they process it uh, and what they're manufacturing. Some of them are manufacturing edibles that are fantastic. I mean, fantastic. There's some great cooks out there. And most of them, if not all of them, of those chefs are in it for a reason. Like the one woman in Arizona, she's terrific. You know, she started making cookies for her sister who had cancer. So she really developed this whole thing around medicine. And then kind of moved into this small girl that became bigger. And she's coming up with such great stuff. I mean, popcorn, cotton candy. I mean, she's crazy. Uh, so, and she understands that I like full spectrum gummies. I don't like stuff made from dissolute. I think it's... They're a little too psychoactive and not much as much medicine, you know. Hmm. So yeah, I, you know, I have to make sure in every state that they they're doing it the way I believe. But also, I've learned a lot from them too. So it's a nice collaboration. It's fun, fun collaborating with them. I mean, even on the show, we go through. Uh, in Massachusetts, and we make brick hash. And we do the whole process with this guy, Vinny, you know. I mean, he's a scientist. Oh, that brick hash. It's fabulous. It, it's selling out everywhere in the state. And it's like, wow, can we bring this brick hash and this formulation processing to Shelbyville in Illinois? And then we're also talking to other partners about maybe bringing this you know, it's what's difficult is a lot of travel. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, but it's collaborations have been just fantastic. That's a great. Um, what's on the horizon for, for Belushi Farms and, and Blues Brothers brands? What have you got coming up that you're excited about? Well... The Shelbyville in Illinois, we're going to be releasing pretty much, you know, but we have the whole grow ourselves. We're managing it. 
Uh, we're going to release in Illinois, my home state, very shortly. I'm very excited about that. I bet. We're going to do a little Blues Brothers concert in Joliet to launch it in September. That's exciting. Uh, you know, we have an application into Florida, which is very competitive, but that's kind of exciting opportunity if that happens. Um, it's a wonderful state, and the medicine is needed there. Um, let's see what else we got going. Just busting out in new states. Yeah, that's all. That's I was on the phone today with 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 uh, you know seven clovers about about the strains, which strains. Uh, they're starting to plant right now. Right now, they're planting. We went through all what they were doing with the with the uh, with the seeds we sent the pheno hunt, how they found it, what they found, the testing, what choices we're making, and about launching there. You know, it's fun every day. I'm like talking to people in our industry that. Uh, are knowledgeable and, and all the people I deal with all have a great purpose in mind. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it's going well. Um, are there, is there anything you'd like to uh, share with our audience that maybe we, we didn't touch on during our chat? Oh, I mean, your audience is. is uh, uh, so cannabis and tech today talks to, um, you're looking at a lot of other industry folks and then like high-end consumers. Uh, well, to the industry folks, don't give up. <laughs> yeah, good, good call. Don't give up. Just bring it down a little bit. Hold on. <laughs> That's <laughs> good advice. Yeah. yeah. Don't be afraid to fire your grower. <laughs> There's a lot of growers out there, good ones. Growers are like chefs, temperamental. Woo. <laughs> you know, everybody asks me, what's my number one advice for someone, you know, that's growing? And that, my number one advice is don't be afraid to fire your grower. Don't <laughs> let him box you in a position where you can't exist without him. That's just not true. Sometimes you get rid of a grower and you get a new one and all of a sudden things really, you know. True. So uh, don't be afraid. And to the high-end consumer, we're bringing great weed to your state because the birth of it's in Oregon. In Oregon and Northern California, you know, when they break down those federal lines and we can ship it, everyone is going to be, it's going to be Napa wine. We grow the greatest cannabis. I don't know, it's the air, it's the water. You know, it's like pizza crust and bagels in New York. It's like, why is it so good there? It's the water, right? In Oregon, we grow great, great product there. So we're trying to bring that to every state. So check it out when you get it. We got some very unique strains. There's a whole episode about how we want to get uh, Big Sur Holy Week. Oh, this, this one strain, we got the sage. 
people are going to really like it. It's reminiscent of those old strains, old school strains from the late 60s, early 70s that were fun. Mm -hmm. You know, not on the couch. I don't like that on the couch stuff. Some people need it, and that's appropriate, but I want the stuff that's fun, makes you feel good, not paranoid, you know. So we, we got a lot of those kinds of strains. Santa Marta Gold, the old Colombian strain. Oh, yeah, I can go on and on about the strains, but to those consumers, uh, we got some good stuff coming up. Keep your eye open, especially for that for cash. Mm, that was good. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's always so fun to talk with you, Jim, and I appreciate you breaking up your spa day to to give me some of your well, insight. I have a wash my hair, you know. <laughs> Just got a massage, you know. Well, perfect. It's it's coming through in the vibe. You're very relaxed. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. I love talking with you. You're you're the best. Uh, you're you're the you're the best. The best. I just love talking with you. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about emerging cannabis technologies, be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to Cannabis Tech Talks. You can pick up the most recent issue of Cannabis and Tech Today on Barnes & Noble newsstands or grab a copy for free on canatechtoday.com. This podcast is produced in part by Pretty Easy Podcasts. Visit prettyeasypodcast.com if you're looking for professional production quality at an affordable rate. Until next time, stay elevated.